Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. I'm joined, as ever, by Marek Larwood. Hello, listeners. And also, we have a special guest today. It's Mr. Michael Legg. Hello, Michael. Hello, um, from Fandango. It's really weird, because um, when you were speaking, I closed my eyes and I just listened. And it's exactly like the podcast. It is exactly like Do it, we look it? like how you uh, <laughs> imagined us? <laughs> yeah. no, you look like more like sort of CGI figures. I like it. It's yeah. good. We're a bit hyper real in real life, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, in real life. A bit yeah. too real. I've listened to every episode. No. What? Yeah, I just, that's the only single one I've missed. This is 248, yeah, I think. I've, I listened to them all today. <laughs> wow. I'm very, fast forward. very tired. Well, I think I can get through this podcast. Which okay. was your favourite episode? What would you recommend? I think any way you have a breakdown is the, the best one. So, so the even numbers. Ones. The yeah. even numbers. Yeah. The more recent. <laughs> Over the last 50. Yeah. I think anything where you think a film is shit is really good fun. Okay. Oh, Especially if I sad, like the it? film, then I, then I find it even funnier <laughs> that you hate it. Because it adds to my enjoyment of the film. <laughs> you enjoy the misery of others. Oh, God, yeah. Don't you? Yeah, love of it. course. Yeah. Love, yeah. Really love Great. It. It's the best thing. <laughs> Which the podcast with just people's misery. Oh, <laughs> Marek interviews the homeless. <laughs> oh. And but tries to convince sl- them that sl- his life is worse. Slightly like before becoming one. Yeah. Well, we say that, but I've just actually stopped a phone call from my agent. What? Yeah, wow. calling now. And you've I mean, turned that it could down. Be- I think we're, we're seeing we're seeing why your career is where it is. You've, I mean, you've just yeah. hung up on us. I've had to hang, hang up because we've got forty. The, the story is the backstory is we've got forty five minutes because in forty five minutes time <coughs> I've got to go and dress up in a panda costume for ten hours mm. because I had a job for a voiceover which I didn't get and they said they're getting a circus guy in to play this panda. I went, do you know what? I could do it. Really? <laughs> and you can. You can yeah. do it. Well, mate. can you? I mean, you why, why were they getting a circus performer? Is there anything specific you have to do? High wire? Is it high wire? I said I'm a very accomplished physical Oh, Marek, no. Listen, I really need the money. Yeah, no, fair enough, but... Yeah. Oh. I mean, I've been telling people I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> I've anything to get some money in. How is that going? Well, I haven't got a car. Don't drive, but it's good to meet people, isn't it? It is. I just meet them in the street. <laughs> just turn up at their house. What, I walk back with you. What's your star rating? <laughs> so far, I haven't got a star. Oh damn! <laughs> oh, one of these days. Yeah. Piggyback. Yeah. You can do that. Um, or you can just put your hand in their pockets. 
that'd be great. I'm gonna, I, I, all I do is I walk back with you, but I put one of my hands in your pockets for the whole way. If anyone would like to employ me to put my hand in their pocket, yeah, I'm, I'm available. I bet you could. In what, there's six million people, eight million people in London. Definitely market for it. Yeah. Get on the app. There's loads of little faces going around the streets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he looks nice. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he's he's only four minutes away. Yeah. Put his hand in there. <laughs> While I wander around, I think we should probably. It's talk. like a really dirty Pokemon Go, isn't it? That's yeah. what it is. I'm, I'm very sorry to have made a contemporary reference. I hate. Oh, I yeah. hate myself now. It's, it's become the new one, hasn't it? You well, we, it. we've done. We've done the double whammy there. Every fringe show this year will be full of Uber and Pokemon Go references. Yeah. Don't you think that's? Of course, it? of course, it will be. I've made films about it. Jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, we've seen a film. This week in the cinema, right? Oh, that's what this is. About. This we yeah. talk about films. I thought I'd get us back on. Yes, there. yes, yes. Um, we're going to talk about Star Trek Beyond before we talk about the film Michael's brought in. I have, I have not seen this film. You have not seen Star Trek. Well, Go- I just didn't want. I've heard so many bad things about it. I didn't want to about this film specifically or about the franchise. About this film, I enjoyed the. F- is this number three? The, number three. Yeah, I quite enjoyed the first one. Star Trek. I, th- I can't I don't even know if I watched the second one Star Trek Into Darkness and this is Star Trek Star Trek Ultimatum that's <laughs> yeah. it it's Star Trek Beyond. Star Trek on the buses yeah. oh great yeah uh, no it's uh, Beyond isn't it it's what happens then rough 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 thing roughly God, what does happen, Michael? Yeah, see, that's a brief. Here's the thing: <laughs> this film isn't very good. No, it just it's isn't very good. I'm not saying I wasn't entertained. I was entertained parts, but generally it was rubbish. Guess what? Uh, something bad happens, so yeah. they go to a planet and then they solve it. They solve whatever the bad thing is. How they solve it? Uh, I'm not saying it, how they solve it was ridiculous. It's just the the way they went about it was yeah. ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah, it's a planet, and the people are in trouble. Aliens are in trouble, so they go down to this planet, which is very much like a planet that you would see on the classic original series. It was. It's sort of some polyester rocks, basically, yeah. in a in a crater. Did they use the old? I would love it if they used. The no, old no. It, I mean, it still looks phenomenally expensive. Uh, the thing is, but film, it does look beautiful. It, it does. looks fantastic. I mean, the the ships look great. You know, Everything. all of the it, it's the environments are all beautiful. There's a space station that looks great um, called it's called the Yorktown. Which uh, now I'll get onto this um, mm. because that Simon Pegg wrote the script for this. Yes, and it's ah. the Yorktown is a nice little nod to people because it was what Gene Rodenbury originally was going to call the Enterprise. So he's called oh, the really? space station Yorktown. Okay. The thing is. After this film, I went home and watched Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. And there's a nice little nod of one of the starships in that is called the Yorktown. So he didn't nod to it, he stole a nod from the previous film. And that's my problem with this franchise generally. That the first film uh, just stole from the original series. The second film stole from Wrath of Khan. This third film couldn't really steal from Search for Spock because they didn't set up Search for Spock. So it's just stealing from the voyage home and Wrath of Khan again. It, it didn't just nick from Wrath of Khan actually, because it, it stole also from Space Seed, which was the original episode that Khan was in. It was like the two Is that things right? shoved together. Okay, mm. okay, um, because they try to play the the in Wrath of Khan is done very well. The whole oh Jim, it's your birthday, you're getting old. You know, oh how long have yeah. we been doing this now? They steal that wholesale. 
for, for Chris Pine and yeah. Carl Urban, who are both still wearing leather jackets and have wonderful hair. Yeah, just Chris like, Pine's 28. What are you <laughs> whining about? Oh, I'm so old now. Yeah. That I just you haven't lived your life yet. Like, oh, yeah. Like, and that that for me was just like stop stealing and make something new. Um, but. It's... I could not bear the wackiness of the film. It, that's what... Oh, my God. Right from the word go. Oh, my God. Marek, if you had been there, you would have... You would have, you definitely would have stabbed everyone on that screen. With Simon Pegg... You just would have slashed the screen. Looking really old, but trying to look young in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. That's really, he really <laughs> weirds me out what's happened to his face. He had weirdly more to yeah. do in this one than the oh, previous he one. Wrote, he wrote <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of Scotty, wasn't there? Uh, especially creepy Scotty near the end. What, how is he creepy? Just went, oh, see, you've had quite a few drinks there, lassie. Have another. Fuck off, Scotty. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah. Go beam yourself, you twat. That's, it was just really, really creepy and weird. She's a lot younger than him. Anyway... But uh, it was a, the wackiness begins like right at the start of the movie. Kirk is trying to appease this alien nation, and they're huge, oh God, yeah, huge teeth monsters. They're massive. But guess what? They're not massive. They're actually really, really small. It's just a weird camera uh, angle. Okay. And then when they attack him, we find out they're, they're like three inches tall. So was it funny then? Well, not no, it no. wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. Funny. It wasn't funny <laughs> at all. It's almost like they've gone. Oh God. Where else can we steal from? Galaxy Quest is the best Star Trek film. Let's steal from that. Right. <laughs> like when they get he gets yeah. swarmed by little CGI children aliens. That's, you know, a that- th- that's the thing. Galaxy Quest, brilliantly, with love, made fun of Star Trek. But yeah. Absolute adoration to the original. But this just go, Haha, wouldn't it be great to be wacky? No. Awful. Absolutely. In fact, why do they bring all the shit things from the original series back? All the like the miniskirts and the sexes and, and the men being wankers. There's an incredible right, moment that stopped near the yeah. end where they they have uh, they they need to save the universe as always with what is ostensibly a communications issue, and they all bandy together as a team and solve it together with all pitching in with what they should do on the bridge, and they go around every single character apart from Uhura, yeah. the only woman who is a communications officer. Yeah, forget about her. <laughs> Blimey. Everyone. She yeah. does nothing in these films. No. Nothing. In the second film. Yeah. Uh, she's with Klingon. Who is That's she? Right. Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Yeah. She speaks to a Klingon for a minute. Yeah. If that. But you know what really... Do you know how that film begins? Uh, it's the Enterprise are stopping a huge volcano, ruining a... That's a right. Yes. Do you know what her absolute huge contribution to that is? No. Uh, putting um, Spock's helmet on. <laughs> that is it. She helps him get and, dressed. And kisses the helmet. Of course Because she she's a lady. Yeah. I, I would like to see one of these films where the problem's really small. Like someone's got a bit of a pencil stuck in... Yeah. Just stuck in the corner in, in one of the... Or a, sleep, a seat's broken slightly and they've not, they can't find the screw to fix it. And all the drama's around that. Mm. So it's a really small problem. Right. Right, you think these things are too epic? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, Spock's it, trouser it, press doesn't work in his room. Yeah. He would have <laughs> a trouser press. It's yeah. always the end of the world. It's always the end of the world, you know. Yeah. It needs to be something really, really small. But I mean, I think you know, that'd hit, be interesting. You've hit on something that is true of all films generally. They think current films that they think it has to be the world that's at stake, mm. or it doesn't matter, or we can't care about it. I want yeah. to know what percentage of science fiction films. The world is about to end in. 
80%? Is it over 50%? That in the cinema, of all cinema releases, what percentage of films is the world going to end in? Someone do that statistic. And it's far too high. And write to us. It's true. It's true. Also, I found that Spock in this franchise is so dull. And it's not Zachary Quinto's fault, it's the script's fault. Yeah. I'm watching The Voyage Home again, which I think is a brilliant film, actually. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. fun. And the characters, they, they just, they know them so well, mm-hmm. and so do the script writers, that it just all works. Mm-hmm. Spock is really dry and funny. He's yeah. a funny character. Yeah. Like, their relationship is funny. He's barely in this, because they don't know what to do with him. <clears> it's <throat> like, well, when he comes in, he's just a buzzkill, isn't he? So we won't use him. Did you notice him crying? In Star Trek Beyond. Yes. He cried. Uh, and then, no. through really bad editing, the single tear dripped down his face and then was gone. Like, <laughs> within a nanosecond, was gone. They do, I mean, oh. Vulcan tears are mostly alcohol, aren't they? Which yes. Is, it's why. It really made me thirsty when <laughs> yeah, he was crying. Really <laughs> Lick your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be good if they sold Spock tears at the cinema. Oh, lovely. I would like to see Spock at a spelling bee. That's the thing. He'd be really good at it. A galactic spelling bee, yeah. and then the world's going to end if he doesn't win it or something. That'd be really good, wouldn't it? Could it be educational as well. I mean, yeah. that is about the stakes of the voyage home as well, though. That you just go, if we don't find a whale, then everyone dies. Are are you both Star <laughs> Trek fans in real life? I have it, watched uh, series two and three of the original series over the last two weeks. As well as <laughs> listening to every episode of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was all this morning. That was this morning. Um, uh, yeah, I, I because I I've watched a lot of it. I've watched a lot of it, but just like it was telly on, I wouldn't I wouldn't count. My, it's weird. I don't really count myself as a trekker, as they call them, but I know a phenomenal amount about Star Trek. I think it's because we used to it. We used to all have to sit in the uh, the sitting room or the telly room. Uh, when my mum was teaching yoga in the front room when I was growing up, and we all just and that was Wednesday nights when TNG was on. So I've right, seen okay. every single episode because we just had to see. I've not seen much of that. I really like Star Trek. I really like it, and I'm disappointed that this film was. I didn't go there going, "Oh God, Simon Pegg's written this; it's going to be rubbish." I don't, I'm really disappointed. I'm let down. Simon Pegg worries me. Why? Because he's turned into this. I'll tell you what. What really annoyed me, one moment, this is a jump in the shark moment for Simon Pegg, by some weird coincidence, the, the one show was on. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, I don't even watch that programme. Mm. And he was on it being interviewed, and someone had bought in these burgers, just a, a really sort of luxury, amazing beef burgers. And someone said, um, there you go, do you want to try a bit of that, Simon? He went, yes, I'll try a bit, but I'm not eating, I won't eat the bun. So he took the bun off and just ate the burger, oh. and I thought, are oh, you better then? Just take a bite of the but. Just take a bite. He made some. I'm not eating bread at the moment, so he wouldn't. He wouldn't just take one bite of a burger. No. See, he's weird. I don't know what look he's going for. If he's had surgery or hair transplants or something. He hasn't. He's just getting older and he's terrified. But that's, he, that's but it. He just, he's not <laughs> getting older. Plain old terror. There's something weird with how he's getting older. It looks really I, I, weird. I because he's about a year younger than me, and I look at Sampe very, very closely, and I go, God, that's. I mean. I, so he's a year behind me, so I know what he's going to look like in about a year. I mean, his hair's going, my hair's going. You know, I'm all saggy in the face. He's starting to get saggy in the face. I'm, I'm very interested in his face. <laughs> it's a very big yeah. face, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very big face, tiny neck. Yes, yeah, that's odd, yes. isn't it? Um, I, there's a moment in this film that, for me, is I, I felt very uncomfortable, which is 
I don't know if you know J.J. Abrams' films. We talked about them before. Um, and there's always a nod in his films to the Beastie Boys because they're his favourite band ever. Uh, and it's, but it's only ever a nod, you know. There's like it's on know, the, it's the radio, fun. or you know, a character in The Force Awakens is named after a Beastie Boys song, for instance, one of the X-wing pilots. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really come up. Yeah. This one isn't written by J.J. Abrams, and it's not directed by him. He's just the producer on it because he was doing Star Wars. It's directed by um, the guy who did Fast and Furious. But Simon Pegg has put in, in honour of J.J. Abrams, the the Beastie Boys basically saved the universe. Yeah. Like, there is a sequence here's, here's where the, the Beastie thing. Boys saved the, the universe. They need loud, rhythmic music. Very basic, loud, boom, boom, boom music. So, basically, they go for rap. They go for the whitest rap band, <laughs> and they're the whitest... Pe- it's the whitest film of all time. The whitest movie about multiculturalism. Yeah, it's really weird. That's a good tagline for it. <laughs> Probably get a lot of people going yeah. to see it. Yeah. The whitest movie about multiculturalism. That's really good. I mean, even the uh, even the dark skinned uh, new actress right. has been right. whited up white? for it. Oh, and when they play the Beastie Boys, oh god, Kirk goes. Good choice. <laughs> oh. I mean, do you know what? Honestly, wouldn't that have almost been? It would have been a saving grace if he had just gone. Oh, God, not this again. We hear this all the time. Every day yeah. this is on. If you look at Public Enemy, anything. It's true. It's so, very true. I'm worried about the next one as well. Because I've hated this franchise, I have to say. This is actually my favourite of the three. It's not um, weird. I, th- I easily think it's the worst of the three. Really? Easily. I, easily. The second one made me so angry, and the first one did as well. Right. Uh, whereas I, this one, I'm I just like, all right. meh. Um, I was bored. I was bored though this time, right? And I don't think I was bored. That I, I was entertained at bits of this one, but yeah, the first two I thought. Were I talked about this uh, um, perfect movie, Richard Sandling's film night yeah. uh, the other night, where the thing about Into Darkness was uh, it's a new thing they do in films where in the pre-publicity they go. Benedict Cumberbatch isn't calm. He's not calm. He's a yeah. brand new character. He's not calm, you guys. He's not calm. We're not just remaking Wrath of Khan. He's not calm. And then in the his name's John Wilkinson. <laughs> That's right. What? 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 Yeah. 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 And then uh, he goes. He goes in the film. He's like, I'm. Uh, I'm going by my other name, Khan. I'm just like. <laughs> Since when have we supposed to care what someone's name is? Yeah. When it means nothing to the protagonists in the film, they did right. the exact same thing in Spectre, where uh, Christoph Waltz goes um, goes. My name isn't uh, Kevin Trousers. It's mm. actually uh, Blofeld. And Bond's like, well, in this world, that means nothing to me. What? I, okay. I'd, I'd slipped into a coma well before that moment in that film. Oh, it's so bollocks. It's so bollocks. I is mean, that going to happen with Star Wars? It is, isn't it? Just going, my it name is, is actually yeah. Bib Fortuna. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I am Salacious Crumb. Oh, God, oh, not God. little prick. <laughs> you, how do you become Salacious Crumb? <laughs> I'm pre-op. I'm pre-op Salacious Crumb. I'm you, I'm transitioning. Have respect. <laughs> I'm practising. I don't even know who these people are. They're very minor Star Wars. So how many how many Michaels and Davies do you give it? You know what? I think this for me is it's an utterly forgettable. Yeah. But so for me, it's a, an inoffensive. Well, it's quite offensive. Uh, it's, it's probably really a, it's probably a five. It's probably. Oh, I'll go way lower. I'll Would go you? definitely a three. Okay. It's boring. It's boring. But for me, it isn't anger inducing because the first one 
with the whole let's negotiate our way to a new franchise using time travel and the old cast. Mm-hmm. I was just like, just start over. You don't need. Mm-hmm. And why are you doing these characters again if you still want the old ones to exist in our minds? You yeah. know, it's like, why is this Kirk? Why is it Spock? Why is it Bones? When they're just impressions it. of them, it's it. boring. I don't get it. The second one, I was like, okay, fine. We we. We went through that whole crap fest mm. so that you had permission from the fans to do whatever you want. So what you want to do is now remake the second film. Just like, fuck off! And then this one is just like, oh, you're finally doing whatever you want. And it's this? Yeah. And also you're still stealing. You're yeah. still... What did you think of the um, uh, Spock finding um, uh, Ambassador Spock's yeah. photo of the crew? That was weird, wasn't it? How did he have that photograph? He ended up being split into a time vortex, yeah. but he had time to pack? Yes, to, to leave people's things. Was it an old Polaroid photo? It was an it? old press shot yeah. from one of the old original uh, cast films. Yeah. God, I hate all this shit. What I love mm. about this new... Unless he went to a convention. Yeah, that's true. He might have got yeah. it signed there by, by, <laughs> by William Shatner, just across the front of it. Um, what I... I actually I hadn't thought about this but they're all dicks to Spock because in the second film no in the the first film his planet is destroyed yeah. every single Vulcan is killed and their initial reaction was just like what's up with him yeah <laughs> like they're only foreign grumpy drawers yeah, no. just because everyone's dead and they've been just riding him with the same sort of just like yeah alright mate Ever since as well. Yes, yeah. like, okay. This is all a bit... It's just bad, isn't it, really? Yeah, rubbish. Yeah, it's rubbish. rubbish. All right, then. Well, should we um, move on to uh, this bit? Yes. which is based upon Star Trek stuff. This is from uh, Richard. Dear Chris Webb and friends, reference to uh, now quiet superfan Christopher Webb, another desperate plea for correspondence. I thought I'd best drop you a line in case I'm your last listener standing. I know you don't really know how to accent anymore, but how about a bit more Tom Hardy Welsh? No. I recently (laughs) re-watched the last Star Trek film, Into Darkness, before a new one arrives in a couple of weeks. He starts okay, progressively gets more and more rubbish. I have high hopes for the new one, though. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I look forward to you covering Sorry, on the, the past. show. <laughs> Bad luck. With that in mind, I have a couple of questions for you. Do you have a favourite moment from the Star Trek films? Mine has to be the ill thing slivering into Chekhov's ear in the oh, Ruffle Khan, nice, which I, I must have been far too young to see. If you're not feeling very Trek, are there any good TV shows past present you think will make a good series of films? Just a quick Film-based plug. What? I knew there was a reason for this letter. <laughs> I made a short film called Palomares, which was shortlisted for a BBC World Done New comp- competition last year. You can still check it out on the website if you haven't seen it. Palomares, spelled P-A-L-O-M-A-R-E-S. Look it up and just put BBC in. Keep watching the films, Richard Neal. Oh, thank you. Well done, Richard. Favourite favorite bit of favorite, uh, Star Trek Favourite moment films. from the Star Trek films. That bit on... City uh, <clears throat> Alpha 5 uh, is wonderful Amazing. feels a bit like it's in Dune because it suddenly gets a bit creepy and weird doesn't it I think, it's great I think all of uh, pretty much anything that happens in Wrath of Khan is, yeah. is pretty they, they nail it for that movie yeah I I have very fond memories uh, of uh, Transparent Aluminium 
uh, from uh, from the voice home. Don't know why. It's like, oh yeah, that would be good. Like, it? It's weird. I can't really remember any of the films nearly as well as I remember Ralph Khan. I'm, I'm, it's not like which I, one drop of Khan when Spock dies. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the one with the Genesis device, um, which can uh, basically terraform a planet, but they're in the wrong hands. It could be used to wipe out everything on a planet and then terraform yeah. it. It's got Kirk's son. In it, it's not the whale one. It's the one before the whale one. No, it's the one. Uh, it's the one two before the whale one. Yes, yeah, the okay. second film. <coughs> um, yeah, anything in that. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I really, really. I'm a little bit older than you guys. I really, really loved Star Trek the motion picture when I was a kid, but watching it now, I haven't seen that one just because everyone says it's dropped. But see, so. I, 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 just, I was, it was a coming of age thing. I was probably about ten or eleven when it came out. Right, and. I saw Percy's Combatter and felt all funny in my pants. My penis mainly, not my Sure, sure. But not your pants. Yeah. It was still damp from yeah, the, yeah, from from the, the troubles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we um, do another letter? Sure. Um, here we go. So I just read that. <laughs> well, I'm going to. Uh, this is from Henry King. Hey guys. She read in the voice of a jaded 40 year old from the Isle of Wight. Oh, yeah, um, well done. <laughs> I've been having a really barren patch in my movie watching life, and the European Championship has got in the way. So it's, a, it's a quite an old letter. Find time to, found time to watch one movie in the last month Batman vs. Superman. I really can't justify my choice. I knew it would be terrible, and Julie was. The one thing that really bugged me was the CGI creature creation. It's all so bland nowadays. Why do they all look the same in the blockbusters? Yes. Orcs, Supreme Leader, Snoke, whatever that thing was at the end of Batman vs Superman, they all have the same exact face with a flat Voldemort nose. Surely it would be easier to get creative without actually having to make a puppet. What's that all about? Can't be lack of people with better ideas. Also, do you have any decent TV suggestions? No, this is a film podcast. <laughs> uh, cheers, Hen- Henry. Well, Henry's absolutely right. It is now sort of the mark of a shit film when a cave troll from Fellowship of the Ring arrives. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter the size. It could be the size I, of a, a city or the size of... I don't of, remember a large uh, creature at the end of Batman vs Superman. Yeah, well, yeah. Did you see it? It's the, I, got, I got pissed. It's the, it's the thing they really fight at the end. It, it's don't jumping it. around the city. Don't remember it. No, it's all. terrible. I was very drunk. It's ringing. I, I didn't mind the first 45 minutes of that film. I'll tell you what. I, I, I think I said this on the podcast, so you will have heard it today already. Yeah, you've listened yeah, to yeah. them all today. But... I found the first 20 minutes, I was like, this is fucking great because they are not adhering to normal film structures or storytelling. I don't know what's going on. This is quite exciting. And then I slowly dawned on me that it was incompetence. And that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. It felt like a sketch show in the early bits of it. It's like they go here, then they go there. It's like, I, I, went, I went to see that movie with a huge diehard Batman fan. I mean, he loved it because Batman was in. I love Die Hard but, Batman. Yeah, Die Hard Batman's great. <laughs> it's my favourite Christmas Batman film. <laughs> uh, uh, and there was one point when Lex Luthor brought General Zod into that canal or whatever it was. <laughs> Yeah, you know, into Superman's house. That's right, yeah. yeah. And that's the point where I remember turning... Had a bath with him, didn't Yeah, I? had a bath with him. Thought, getting private. And I uh, I turned to my friend Paul and just went, and this is when it becomes shit. <laughs> and it, I was right. Yeah. It was right at that moment. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. rest of the film, 
dog shit. Total trousers. Yeah. They've got a real problem with uh, continuity in this series now because they've tried to double down on the it's serious, this matters, mm-hmm. guys. And I don't know if you've seen the group photo for the Justice League movie, but it's you know, it's a woman in, in armour and pants mm-hmm. and a, a Hawaiian swimming man with a fork yeah. and then a black cyborg and a man in red, in red leather leathers or like... Red leather leathers. leathers. Red yeah. leathers and yellow yeah, leathers. Yeah. <laughs> and... It just, it's nonsense, isn't it? If this isn't silly and fun, what the hell is it for? Why do they have to explain it all? Because most, a normal person cannot remember the exact details of the superhero film they watched right. and were disinterested in, in a year ago. Right. Yet they continue them as if they presume that you've just... Like it's a soap opera. Yeah, you've just yeah, watched yeah. it and you really care about these sort of non-interesting uh, characters. Here's the thing, the comic books of the Justice League was fine. They were fine because I was a little kid... And I, I, oh look, Superman and Batman are friends, and I like that. And now they're round a desk. Now, right now they're having a meeting. Oh, Wonder Woman's made the sandwiches. <laughs> That's good. Oh, and that was fine. It was a different time. But here's the thing about this film. Obviously, this is just guesswork. But why is Superman joining them? <laughs> it doesn't need to. We uh, do you know what we need. We need. Listen, guys. I'll tell you what I don't need is you lot. Because see what you can do. I can do but I'm really good at swimming don't care I can, I can swim <laughs> I could actually just drink the sea and then you're useless you know what Superman doesn't have what is a biscuits budget so he needs Batman right. doesn't he of for course. the Kit Kats yeah. and the Jaffa Cakes yeah. and all those grapes yeah. for the meetings the meetings yeah. um, and the Nobo board that's right yeah um, if you want to be a good superhero like in any business it's all about delegation really yeah it is you need to think actually I could do this but I need to that would be a great direction for them to delegate the delegate Superman is so sick of being a god he just wants to run an office and that's what this is all about (laughs) yeah just go we just lost the flash he's dead can you not go solve this just go no I really need to I really need to just finish this spreadsheet that was what the admin must be be um, must be awful for a superhero must be awful. I mean, yeah, oh. the the uh, the health and safety alone, you know, the uh, risk assessments. Well, must be that's what civil war is all about. <laughs> it is it's about risk assessment yeah. forms. Should mm-hmm. we do another letter? One last one. Sure. Um, you, <coughs> excuse me. Would you like to read it? Yeah. This is from Ross, and it's about son of Saul attendee. Okay, that was a uh, Holocaust. Uh, Did you Auschwitz see that film that I saw? Okay, it's all the sort of shot in. The, it was a film about one of the um, concentration camps. Yeah, and the guy was in the not the super group, the group that help help all the Germans sort of burning all the, the super Jews. group. I mean, cream, yeah, cream of the Nazis. Yeah, oh. <laughs> no, it, it's about a, a Jewish prisoner of war who is oh, got, son of Saul. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So, sorry, yeah. it's all shot in, in his face. Oh, right? listen, this is one of my favourite. Favorite parts of film Fandango. Whenever you reviewed that film, and you David, were spectacular. He said, "He said, um, uh, do you know? I just, uh, I just found it sort of like a bit heartless, a bit soulless." That's what you said. Yeah, so yeah. Thinking, but, um, but the scenes inside the concentration camp were just fascinating. <laughs> and I just thought, of, "God, he's sparked an idea off of you." No, it's yes. true. It was. I stand by that. <laughs> I stand by that slightly creepy comment. <laughs> Because it did feel like a museum piece, right? right you're yeah. just you're going around with your headphones on and just going, here are the furnaces where this would have happened. You go, yeah. oh, okay, fine. Um, it would have been a German accent, though. 
And you would have gone, oh, okay, to oh, okay. that. For oh. How many do you need, Harry? <laughs> yes, what's the budget for? <laughs> roughly, for a world What's war? their biscuit budget? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, David and Marrick. Please, can you read this in the style of Marrick if he were a lady? Oh, is- if he were a lady? This is, I'm worried now. I'm worried. It's some sort of weird fantasy. Do you want to read it in your lady voice? No, I don't. I want you to read it in my lady voice. What's your lady exactly voice? Exactly the same as your voice, is it? <laughs> it's exactly the same as your voice. lady. Okay. Yeah. Um, I recently listened to your podcast for the first time, but I'm now an avid listener. To hear your take on Son of Saul, as I had just watched it at the Manchester Cinema, Home. Bad name, good cinema. One of the adverts before the film was for a friend matching site or something. And the final line was, Debbie met Susan online and they have loads in common. Pan to the next room. Steve and Richard met through their girlfriends and have nothing in common. And the men look awkwardly at each other. A crap, easy advert. But an older lady across from me in the cinema thought this was hilarious. She laughed out loud through the next four adverts. Even during <laughs> the awkward silence between the adverts. She then audibly got up, opened her handbag and started texting. I assume letting her friends know about how bloody funny this advert was. It was a bit annoying. She was still laughing as Son of Saul began. (laughs) The film starts. You see the people pushed into the gas chamber and it's obviously quite hard to watch. So this lady gets up in a huff, collects her things and walks out, never to return to the screening. I don't know what she was expecting from the film, but at least she got a good advert out of it. Basically, this is a long way to ask, have you ever stopped watching a film because it was too disturbing? P.S. The pancake day, how would you eat yours, cream egg mess up, made me burst out loud laughing while running, and I looked like a tit. (laughs) Cheers from Ross. That's an incredible story. (coughs) Wow, Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. I mean, adverts are all shit, aren't they? Like, they're, yeah, they're not funny. Yeah, it's not. They're not supposed to be good. There was that one that was at least slightly weird, the Cravendale one with the Billy Biscuit Boy song. Do you remember that? With yeah. it was a bit creepy. Right. He he goes to swim in Cravendale and his head mm. falls off because he's dunking it in milk, and it ca- it was right. by um, oh god, what are they called? Uh, Tiger Lilies, possibly. Anyway, uh, they. I was like, that advert's fine. I'm fine with that mm. advert. It, they re-released it, so like three months later, they'd re-recorded the song because it was too weird. And that was the only bit I liked about it. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, it got through the net. They George Lucas your advert. Yeah, they did. They George Lucas did. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I have left films because they were just too upsetting. Definitely. Which film? Uh, the first one I remember leaving because it was upsetting. Uh, I mean, I've left films because we're boring. Yeah. But this one's upset was eight millimeter. But don't get me wrong; it was also awful. It's not struck. Bright shit. Yeah. But then, it, but it was also quite sickening. I was like, oh god. But it, it was sort of they were warming up to the likes of the hostile films with eight millimeter. It yeah. sort of started off a thing of just like, what if we can be as horrible as we can think of? And yeah. they couldn't think of much, is the answer, in 8mm. No. Um, well, uh, luckily, uh, you didn't see much. Well, I didn't see much, because I left halfway through the film. You really don't. No. But uh, watching Nicolas Cage watching film was enough for me. <laughs> Him hamming it up. Like, I mean, really, it was like, the origin of Gogglebox, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Him watching yeah. Nicolas Cage. Invented, yeah. <laughs> Just go, yeah. 
Nicholas Cage is going, just commenting Maybe on Maybe they should have films. Gogglebox leaked. Well, the family suit said they will do that. Films. They will do that at some point. Oh, yeah, they, they will. They will. They will have Gogglebox of other people Gogglebox getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, host- Snuffbox. Hostel yeah. 2. I did- <laughs> Yeah, Hostel Two. Uh, I stopped watching. Just disgusting. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I've not stopped watching uh, Hostel Two. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, I've never stopped watching it. Never stopped watching it. Well, we should crack on with uh, Michael's brought in a film. You have brought in a film, Mike. I have. It's a nice film. It's a good film. Yeah. I like it. What's it called? It's called uh, A Pigeon Sat on a Branch Reflecting on Existence, and it is film, Swedish film. By uh, is it Roy Anderson. Roy, um, yeah, that's Roy right. Roy Anderson. Um, yeah, um, and who actually um, makes loads of adverts? Does he? Yeah, and he makes adverts that are very similar to this movie. Basically, this film is the opposite of everything we've just been talking about. In as much as, oh, uh, look, we don't save the world, then oh, everything's just going to end. What his films clearly suggest is. Christ Almighty, this is never going to end because the world will never be saved. It's it's just doom. It is, isn't it? And, it's... Uh, but it's hilarious doom. I mean, there's parts of that where uh, there was one scene in particular I was so upset by and laughing at the same time. Which one in particular? Uh, let, let me explain. Okay. The movie is about 30, I'd say, vignettes. Yeah. Uh, some are connected, some are not. If If there is a story, and there isn't, but if there was... It's about two novelty item salesmen who have yet to make a sale. They've got the same three items. Well, that's what's, that's that's what's beautiful about them. Yeah. It's that their slogan is, we want to help people have fun. And yeah. I think without exception, wherever they go, they make people's lives slightly worse. Yeah. Only slightly, yeah. but worse. And their own lives are horribly despicable. I mean, they're just... They, they lead such a sad... Crap exists. One one of them seems fine with it, and the other one is just swimming, uh, drowning in despair. He was the one I liked best. Um, so that's sort of what the story is about, if there is a story. But it is about thirty vignettes. One of the vignettes, uh, they're all about making you think. Really, it, it, this 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 is what life is like. It, life is a struggle. Life is not heroes. Life, no one saves you. You have to save yourself, and that is it. And wherever you go in life, it's frigging bleak. <laughs> uh, one of the vignettes, which I thought was very upsetting, was uh, there's a lot of scenes where people are on the phone and they're repeating this one phrase. Well, um, I'm happy to hear you're feeling fine. They keep saying that. I'm happy to hear you're feeling fine. And they all and, have to repeat it because the yeah. person on the other end doesn't hear them. <laughs> yeah, <so> the- <laughs> Yeah, so something that isn't that life. I'm saying something nice. What you didn't hear it? Well, I'll repeat it. And it's just amazing. But this one person, she's in a uh, an animal experimentation oh, laboratory, and while she's saying something nice, there's a monkey uh, tied up and having electrodes just shoved into its brain. So it's screaming every few seconds. It's really or and you can hear the generator sort of warm yeah, up. Yeah. So you're sitting there going. This monkey's going to be in agony in a second while a woman is on the phone going, I'm happy to hear you're feeling fine. There's one scene, one of the many scenes where someone's on the phone saying, I'm happy to hear you're feeling fine, and then repeating it. And it's just a man standing in a room. Uh, and a lovely office, really beautiful looking office. Really, lo- like, this guy must be successful, except he looks really sad. And 
unexplained. He's got a gun in his hand. Yeah. Brilliant. We never go back to him either. Never go back but to him. But the, 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 the obvious subtext there is yeah. wonderful as well. Yeah. It's, it is a, a, a wonderful satire on the bleakness uh, bleakness of existence, isn't yeah. it? It's so, there's no real colour in it. But not no. because it's black and white, because it's incredibly Scandinavian. Well, it's yeah, the, the palette yeah. is—it's all grey. It's all sort of grey and orange, and all the camera is so distinct because the camera's just fixed and still. Yeah, what, throughout. What, so what we like, mean by vignette is that they're basically like, like paintings, aren't they? Movie almost paintings, paintings or, or almost like um, the set of a play. So that exactly, once it yes. starts, that's it doesn't move until it cuts to the next one. Right. But they they beautifully frame things in other rooms beautiful. that you can see on, and every. Every frame is is stunning. Uh, uh, it's always some, sometimes it's often the thing the story is happening in the back of frame, you know, yeah. in, uh, uh, in the window of the room or in the window of the restaurant. There's something happening. It's quite and often the uh, a thing that you think is so. I mean, let's face it, some incredibly unlikely things happen. Seen in a bar, and all of a sudden, you know, some sort of <laughs> 1800s uh, military. Uh, army just sort of wanders in, including their horses, into and this. Park. Demands all the women leave yeah. before the king arrives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely um, phenomenal. Yeah, it's. It, I have never seen anything like this. It's. I have to say, amazing. I had got. I got up at five a.m. Uh, to uh, say goodbye to Daniel Ward to get who was getting on a train to the Edinburgh Festival. Right. So, it. Tries your patience at times. Yeah. I was probably far too tired to watch this film. It's, I, hard, it's, it's hard to watch. But it's hard it watch. is hard yeah. to watch, but it, for good reason, I think. Like the mundanity is intentional, yeah. and it stayed with me all of the right. Just by locking it off and just going, "Here's your images. What do you think? Here's your image." Each time, um, it does stay with you. Mm. The bit with the enormous copper cylinder as well is horrible. so horrible. I didn't understand. But I, sometimes I thought I don't really understand what is going on. Did you mind that though? No, but I, I, I thought, am I meant to understand what's going on? Because I well, don't understand what's going. Well, on. I mean, it's it, it. I mean, it even says it right, right at, at the beginning. This is about the story about humanity. This is about life. Yeah. So maybe you're not supposed to. It felt a bit. The bleakness felt very similar to Anomalisa. Did you see that? Yeah, that's, I didn't see Anomalisa. That yeah. sort of feel, that feel of. Humanity's got no real point. There is no real story. Except that, or... say, the main character in Anomalisa is is a prick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's horrible. So you know, he's he's on bed and all that. I mean, yeah, whereas I the, everyone whereas... in this is lonely. It's so Scandinavian, Scandinavian yeah. in that regard. Everyone is just desperate to connect and incapable of doing so. Right. Um, it's yeah. It. I think it's a brilliant satire. It reminded me of. Um, some stuff from the sixties that we watched relatively recently, like If and um, and Oh Lucky Man, just in the way that it's just yeah. brutally honest about the Absolutely. way things are. Um, it's got quite a sixties feel as well for some reason. I think because yeah. it's timeless, isn't it? Yeah, they, they haven't really. Everyone's got phones, but also there's yeah. guys on horses with sabers with you know right. brass buttons and stuff. It's it, it isn't about now but at the same time it really really is yeah um, there's a line in it and it's the line that basically uh, I mean that's it's the genius line it's the Beckett line which is uh, it's between the two uh, novelty toy uh, salesmen one of them just goes I just thought I just thought of something something horrible and I was involved 
God, <laughs> that is brilliant. God, that's a brilliant night. But I almost wish it was more about those two. And for my one criticism is I wish it did uh, just purely for myself. I want to know, but I would like to have one more of a running story. Well, in 30 but, years' time, when J.J. Abrams brings it back, yes, you know, it'll all be about that. That's all be right. CGI stuff. When he uses all C- female version of a pigeon sat on a branch <laughs> and reflected on existence. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. And there'll be more of those guys, and it'll feel like the worst Laurel and Hardy film ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the saddest Laurel and Hardy film. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you liked yeah, no, it. Yeah, I, I, I did. Really I thought it was really interesting. I mean, it's that's it, isn't it? It's um, do not go. Oh, oh, what do I fancy? Maybe I fancy a thriller. Maybe yeah. Don't watch it then. Don't no. watch it then. Watch it because you're interested. Because yeah. you you kind of have to. Um, I, I do think it is a masterpiece. I, I genuinely, I think it's already one of my absolute favourite films. And I think even if you even if you're not in the mood, yeah. I still think you should give it a go. And at the end of it, it's. It's the equivalent of going to the gym. You go, well, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. are left with these images and thoughts in your mind that you will then haunting, dwell on haunting. for ages after. Yeah, haunting, oh, exactly. haunting because, gym. Because they're all so static <laughs> and they're all yeah. such grey pictures yeah. at sort of angles. It sort of imprints in your brain a bit yeah. more, I don't think. It, it doesn't uh, have a very high opinion of the aristocracy, does it? No, no. <laughs> it really doesn't. No. Um, I think because Marek's got to shoot off, that's all question. we've got time but, for. Uh, but thank you for coming but in, But do you want to plug anything? Yes, I would like to plug a Twitter hashtag, which is an odd thing to plug, but I think it's important. A lot of people are going, a lot of comedians, should I tell you, going up to the Edinburgh Fringe. A lot of other people are going up to the Edinburgh Fringe, but I'm... Hopefully. Yes, yeah, well, let's hope so. Uh, and I do this thing pretty much for the last few years on Twitter, which is called hashtag let's sell this gig out, which just promotes... It's a different show every day during the Fringe, which I'm hopeful generates you know enough of an audience so that people go to see a show hopefully some of those people like the show and then they'll talk about that show and, and shows in Edinburgh survive on word of mouth not PR correct so uh, so if you can look those things up on Twitter let's sell this gig out and then retweet everything you see uh, I'd be really grateful thanks um, wonderful I will be doing that Thank you very much. Um, good. Well, that's enough for this week. If you'd like to write in, then please go to our website, filmfandango.com, and you can also hit the donate button from there if you'd like to keep us going. But in the meantime, keep, keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.